book report. <laughs> I was going to say the meaning of Mariah the, book report. Well, it, it's is, that, it is that. It's it a new is. name. Decided to change the name. Hey, we can call it anything as long as Mariah's in there. So, um, welcome everyone. Hi. We are in, we just covered all that glitters. That was jam-packed with action. Action. <laughs> trauma. Time stress, travel. Uh-huh. All kinds of things. It was a lot. A lot, a lot. It was a really a lot to go through. But we're moving right along. Yeah. We make it through that era just like Mariah did. Well, I feel like... Right next... Right yeah. alongside her, we yes. made it through. <laughs> and also, it's. I feel like the worst is over now. Yeah, I think so, too. Of all the like we, we can really... You know, after every section of yeah. this book, I feel like we take, like, this big sigh of relief, like, oh... We can move on to like good things. And then like after like the first section, it's like, oh, now we can move on to the marriage. And we're thinking it's all going to be fun and games. And it's not. Uh-huh. <laughs> and then we move on from there. It's like, oh, we think it's going to be fun and games for glitter. And it's not. Yeah. <laughs> but I think this section is really where we can take that final, you know, sigh of relief. Yeah, because we lived through these emancipation years. So we right. know. Okay, that's true. We have more of a firsthand knowledge because it is uh, closer to, you know, current day. Yeah. You know, whereas even Glitter was literally 20 years ago. Right. But as that that was happening. I'm not even that old. I know. (laughs) But as that was happening, we didn't really know the backstory of it all. Exactly. So that Whereas was... for a lot of what we're going to hear in uh, the emancipation section, we sort of know a lot of what's happening. Mm-hmm. There's some family moments that happen in here and some marriages that we didn't necessarily know a lot about. Mm-hmm. But we knew the majority of what's going on here. Mm-hmm. Like we're following along. Mm-hmm. So for this episode, we're going to cover a couple of chapters because some of them are short. Did we say we were starting the emancipation section? Yes. We said that already? I think I did. I think we just, I can't remember. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> the wheels are coming off. <laughs> already. I know. And I thought this is the spark, supposed to be the time where we, it's all good now. It's supposed to be good. Uh, so we're doing My Cousin Vinny. And then we're going to do the Latin Elvis. Right. We'll, we'll pop in to visit our old friend there. Yeah. It was a funny one. <laughs> um, the Emancipation of Me. Mm-hmm. And then we're going to end on father, the father and the sunset. Yes. So there's sort of a lot to unpack in in uh, my cousin Vinny and in the father and the sunset. Mm-hmm. So um, those are going to be our our big focal points. Yeah. Um, well, let's start with my cousin Vinny, Avi. Let's do it. But this, so the chapter continues on kind of the aftermath of the glitter era. Yeah. So here they get she gets into. The virgin deal coming to an end and she explains why it ended really it wasn't so much they paid her to go away which was kind of the narrative in the in the moment it was more that they changed the contract yeah she didn't want to do that she's anymore. not doing that because, because already you've established you don't know how to handle me right and it's also just for like a personal level like oh you don't trust that i can deliver yeah so you're telling me that like um, the the past 10 years of my career now don't matter like you don't think i can pull this off because just because of a small blip mm-hmm. of glitter and also now i know that Tommy can finagle your business dealings. You're not good at business. Right, exactly. And that's all wrong. It's just a, a, a little situation that happens. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> we're moving on. Yeah. But uh, but there were also 
not just the, you know, the overall thing of what's going on with Glitter for Mariah. She also mentions that the head of Virgin Records, who the woman, I can't remember her name, but they, she's also no longer there. And she's the one who brought Mariah uh, into Virgin Records. Yes. So now it's like they're also doing like in-house cleaning as well. Mm-hmm. So Mariah, like they're going through it. Yeah. And Mariah's going through it. These days of the music industry, um, people don't really realize this is kind of the era of when the internet is kicking in. Uh-huh. Music's just getting straight up stolen off the internet. iTunes is Napster. becoming a thing. Yep. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. Napster, all of it. So the in- wire, yeah. allegedly. So the industry is hemorrhaging money. Hemorrhaging. True. True. They're just losing so much money now. Yeah. Because the the sales aren't what they used to be. Physical Not CDs. just for Mariah, but for everybody. Every, for everybody. And... Yeah. Mariah had just signed this biggest deal ever. Uh-huh. And there were other artists that were also getting big deals as well, like uh, Janet Jackson and R.E.M. And mm. they w- were also getting their contracts, you know, either let go of their contracts or redesigned contracts as well. But they, of course, didn't make headline news like Mariah did. Yeah. So it's like Mariah had to suffer through that publicly but again, she came out on the better end of it all. Yes, yes. Through and through. Oh, and it made, made the right choice to leave. Oh, 100%. Yeah, because this, oh, this is a new record label in a collapsing industry. True. Do you want to be on that label? No. Yeah, no, no. And and they're going to say, oh, I can't do it? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, because my single only went to number two? Uh-huh. Try it on someone else. Yeah. Yeah, so I think she made a good choice here, but this is where... Um, Doug Morris and Lior Cohen come to her mm. and they are with Universal. And again, a legacy label. Mm-hmm. Like they they got big. They they got a lot of things going on with yeah. them. And similar to Sony, they're not just a record label. They have the music industry, the, mm-hmm. the all kinds of other businesses. They're not relying on Mariah to make money. Exactly. Like she's not like the big and only thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, but as we remember, Lior Cohen, she had met way, way, way earlier in when he was like with the Def Jam and Will Smith. I was going to say uh, these like final chapters here, they all kind of like spring back to the beginning a little bit. A little There's bit. A connection. Yeah. Yeah, it's because it's almost like a whole new beginning, like a real new beginning, yeah. just like when Mariah first came to Sony. Mm-hmm. Like Virgin was a new beginning, but it collapsed so quickly that mm-hmm. like there was no beginning, right, or end. Yeah, it was just all mayhem. <laughs> yeah, a, a calamity, if you will. But we're moving on, and she talks a little bit about um, here on page two seventy four. She says. Waiting at the end of my rainbow bridge to freedom was a kind of paradise, an oasis. And that's when she's recording the Charm Bracelet album. Mm. So this whole movement away from glitter, away from virgin, Mm -hmm. was really like a whole new beginning. Mm -hmm. Like she went and was recording the Charm Bracelet album before the deal with Universal was even signed. Mm. That's why she was way over there in Capri. Mm -hmm. I don't think she says that here in the book, but no, I she think does. that's what I remember. Yeah, she's in the <laughs> okay. Bahamas and Capri. Oh, yes. Okay, yes, yes, yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah. So that's what we're doing. That's where we're at. And I love that Mariah took a couple of pages here to talk about the Charm Bracelet album. Yeah. Because we don't hear from her about it enough. I know. And it is one of my favorites. 
Yes, it's like a the solid, whole era. Yes, it's one of my favorites. It's a really good era, and the album is amazing, and all her looks were amazing, and all her interviews were amazing. The tour. Oh, the tour was amazing. <laughs> it's my favorite tour. So we're like in a good space here. Yeah. I'm loving it. I'm yeah. loving it. And I'm happy that she is really getting to show herself and her artistry in a new way as a grown adult now. Yeah. And she's free from the Sony people breathing down her neck, trying mm-hmm. to control where it goes. Tommy's goons hounding her. Right. Um, and not only not only the whole Sony thing, but even the glitter thing, it's all a concept. Yeah. So she's really not showing herself like she's playing a character. She's playing Billy in the movie. She's mm-hmm. playing Billy on the soundtrack. Mm-hmm. You know, it's now when once Charm Bracelet comes around and she's at this new record label, Universal, she really is showcasing herself. Right. And her talent. Respect to Mariah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm down for it. I'm down for it. It was uh, it was good. Girl, I love it. Uh, I will say that she talks about subtle invitation here. Mm. And I'm like, girl, this is about Derek Jeter. I just know it is. She's know. not going to convince me any other way. It's just I'll happening. take no other lies. I'll take none of the lies. <laughs> um, she says, though the song was about a brief and fleeting fling, it wasn't a resentful song. Now, I do believe that because I don't think resentful? it was. I never got resentful. I never got resentful out of that. No. I thought it was, you know, a, a cute, like, oh, you've moved on. I'm living my life, doing all of that kind of stuff. I never thought it was resentful, but I always knew it was about Derek. Yeah, totally. Yeah. I, I took it as like, a, when you break up with her, I'm still here. Call me. Exactly. <laughs> That's exactly what it is. <laughs> then what's resentful about that? Absolutely nothing, girl. Absolutely nothing. <laughs> There's a couple songs on there. She doesn't talk about lullaby in when she talks about charm bracelet here, but lullaby is also one of my favorite songs, and also I think very that's good. Also very. It is Gio. again. We're not. She's take... not going to tell me otherwise. No. Don't even try. <laughs> Um, but she does say some of the things uh, about the album that she loves are my saving grace. Mm-hmm. Absolutely love that song. Mm-hmm. She talks about how she got to work with Jay Z, mm-hmm. Freeway, and Cameron. Cameron. Now that was interesting. First of all, I like that song. It's so so cute. Boy, I need you. Yes. Yeah. And because it's it basically is like the female version of Cameron's song, Boy. Right. It's oh, it's too cute. Yeah, yeah. Bopping all all along. But yeah. then she starts to talk about hanging out with Cameron. I know. And the dip set. Yeah. And all of that. What do you think about this little story of Mariah? Interesting. Uh, riding down, <laughs> riding down the freeway, girl. Okay, well that was fun. Okay, I did get nervous because I thought, uh oh, what if there's a car accident? Okay. Well, <laughs> yes. <laughs> and Mariah talks about this, some of the nervousness of like riding around like that. Yeah. Uh, uh, late at night in those expensive cars. The police. Where the are police coming are coming. Yeah. Totally. So there is that as well that we cannot forget. But it all started in the Moroccan room. I know. And they were hanging out. And was it Cameron who said, let's go? Yeah. He's like, let's. And, then, and she drops security. I know, right? And I was like, what is this? I know. Sing Sing Days? Could <laughs> she just tell them to go home? Isn't she paying the bills? Right? Just be like, hey, how about you go home? You're off the clock. Yeah. Like, can't you just tell them that? I know, right? I don't know. Apparently not. Maybe they're just like, also, like, who was her security back then? It was like, it was, this, it was the usual people, right? Yeah. Like Daryl. And Michael, uh, I guess. Uh, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I, I don't, don't know. I'd have I to think about it. 
<laughs> oh, you don't stalk like that? Okay, I'll do that. <laughs> All right, so they're having fun, and she's out on the expressway driving up to Harlem with Cameron. Okay, well, how Cameron. do we feel about the weed smoking? I ain't got no problem with it. Same. No, girl, you do you. You a grown woman. Well, she says in Emancipation, purple taking me higher. First song out the gate. Exactly. Now, I remember being such a big Mariah fan. I would get asked all the time, oh, do you think Mariah smokes weed? And I was like, Uh. I don't know, but most people do. So, yeah. But I like she would obviously she never spoke about it. Uh-huh. Until she's a grown woman, she's out of like the control of the record label and Tommy Mottola and all of that. Yeah. Now she can sing about whatever she wants. Yeah, yeah, she yeah. can live her life however she wants. I remember in the day in Australia, because we didn't have the weed culture that you guys have here. Like we didn't have strains and purple haze and all that. Oh, really? I don't know anything about it. but So the conversation was, is she doing ecstasy? <laughs> oh, jeez. Because <laughs> we didn't know what purple meant. Oh, you know, I don't think I knew either because I'm not like into that scene. Uh. So, but I think the lambs definitely picked it up. So I just, if the lambs said it, then I was like, yeah, that's what it is. I can't remember what my final conclusion was back then. Yeah. I thought maybe it was a drink or something. I didn't figure it out. (laughs) We were also young lambs back then. (laughs) So depending on your level of awareness, yeah. you knew what she was talking about or you didn't. Because remember there were some moments it got bleeped out? Oh, that is, yeah, that is true. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, back in the day. Yeah. This is also, also Charm Bracelet is the first album where Mariah's like cursing. Oh, yeah. But it's bleeped it's out. It's still bleeped. So I was like, ooh, I love hearing Mariah curse Remember? because it just like gives her like a relatability and like yeah. a realness to her. Mm-hmm. But like just having those words bleeped out I you was knew. like, oh, okay. All right, grown woman. Yeah. All right. So this is like really <laughs> a whole new Mariah. Yeah. We're learning so much about her. All right. But back to the story. They're Slash like, normal adult. Exactly. Like living her life, enjoying uh, her, her success. Yeah. You know, and if she wants to ride around in the $100,000 Lamborghini uh-huh. in the middle of the night, she can do that. Why not? Uh, so that's why I love this story. Because anytime I hear Mariah doing like real life things. In the streets. I'm just like, girl, that's what I love. That's <laughs> what I want to hear more of. I know, I know. So this particular night, they end up in Harlem. Mm-hmm. And Mariah's doing like a little um, ancestry DNA walk through the neighborhood. <laughs> in the middle of the night. <laughs> What a perfect time to do it. When you got the time, do it. And there's not going to be a million people out on the streets yeah. harassing you. So we're back uptown now. Again, we're back to the beginning of the book. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Because what I found real interesting is so Mariah and so Cameron knows Harlem really well. So Mariah gets him to show her uh, like her family's old church and stuff like that. Yeah. Because don't forget, in the beginning of the book, Mariah's not up here in the neighborhood. Mm-mm. They're in Brooklyn Heights. Yeah, slash Long Island. But, um, yeah. Uh, But that's where her parents got married. Right. I was like, oh, I didn't know that. And honestly, for all these years of being a lamb, I don't think I ever wondered, oh, I wonder what her mom and dad's wedding was like. I know, right? I don't think that ever crossed my mind. And I'm like, oh, my God, this is so fascinating, so interesting. Yeah. Because she tells... 
like sort of secondhand through cousin Vinny mm-hmm. what the wedding was like. Right. Because Nan, it's Nana Reese's church. Mm-hmm. And Mariah knows that she got, Nana Reese got a couple of churches mm-hmm. in the neighborhood. And she also had one in North Carolina. But that's when they that's when they moved from North Carolina to New York, I think. Mm-hmm. Mariah talks about it at the end of the chapter, I think. But she's Sounds getting, like Nana Reese is good at business. Oh, honey, she's doing... <laughs> honey, Nana Reese, don't play. She got her pocketbook. <laughs> yeah. She got her pocketbook. Um, but... And I also really like this whole thing about learning about the, the wedding, Nana Reese's yeah. church, getting introduced to Cousin Vinny. Because if we go back to one of the very, very first pages in this book, it's the, the dedication page. Mm. And she talks about her history and her ancestors. Mm-hmm. And this is where we, and we learn a little bit about that in the beginning of the book mm. as she's growing up. But here she is as an, as an adult woman and she can really sort of appreciate Mm. what they went through. Yeah. And solidify her roots in New York City and Black culture, too. Yes. 100%. Like, here's the actual building where my lineage comes from. Right. Yeah. So it's almost like this uh, full circle moment. Mm -hmm. And you think all this time Mariah living in New York that someone from her family would have already told her about this, or mm-hmm. she would have learned about this church or visited this church, you know, with her dad on a Sunday afternoon mm. or something like that. But no, like mm-hmm. nobody's here to really like mm-hmm. tell it to her until she comes across cousin Vinny. Mm-hmm. Now I would just like to say, we're talking charm bracelet era here, right? Yeah. Cousin Vinny was, remember when Mariah did the Oprah show? Mm-hmm. For charm bracelet, she sang through the rain and my saving grace. Of course. And it was the most beautiful thing ever. And I think that look was amazing. Her voice was amazing. And the songs are amazing. And yeah. I just loved it, right? Yeah, yeah. Cousin Vinny was there. Where in the audience? In the audience, because so was I. I had to like finagle my way in the audience, but I got a seat. I got the one seat way in the back. But <clears throat> you know how they used to do the after show? Yes. So after the show, they didn't show it on the actual after the show program. Right. But, uh, you know, Oprah's there talking to everybody. They're, they're talking all the time. And so Cousin Vinny is sitting in the audience. And Mariah says one of the reasons she named the album Charm Bracelet. Now, if I'm lying, I'm, I'm dying and Mariah's going to strike me. Um, <laughs> but what I recall is Mariah saying, I named the album Charm Bracelet uh, because, like, maybe one of Nana Reese or someone like that had an old charm bracelet. Mm. And when she reconnected with cousin Vinny, cousin Vinny told her about the old charm bracelet. Mm. She told her about the mustard seed. If you have faith, the size of a mustard seed. Mm-hmm. And so that's where like the whole charm bracelet thing sprung up. And then she's like, Oh yeah. And my cousin Vinny's here in the audience. And so cousin Vinny comes up and she, then they take a little picture with Oprah mm. on the stage. Mm-hmm. So I was like, Oh, okay. Cousin Vinny charm bracelet. Got it. Got it. Got it. Really? And I was like, Oh my God, I've never seen anybody from Mariah's family before. Ah, so it was very fascinating. I think I was just like gagged yeah. before I even knew what gagged gagation was. Where is the charm bracelet? The original? Uh, I'm not sure. Because I don't remember. I don't remember everything, but I just remember Mariah talking about that. That after she reconnected with her fa- her dad's family, like somebody, mm. I think it was Nana Reese, mm. or maybe it was Addie. Or something like that had a charm bracelet. Mm. So I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, ask Mariah one day. 
Oh, interesting. I didn't know I, that. Yes, girl. I just come up with these things. <laughs> <laughs> but that's all. That's what I remember from the time. And I think. So there's an actual charm bracelet. Yes. Not from. Not her Cartier one. Yeah. N- n- there's an actual like family heirloom. Right. I, it didn't have like the same charms on it, obviously. Yeah. But like it was just that whole thing about like reconnecting. Oh. With her family's story. Uh-huh. Which goes right into like through the rain music video is all about her family. Yeah. You know what I mean? And the church. And the church and all and the sunflowers uh-huh. and all that stuff. Girl, so you see how it's all coming. Yeah. Yeah, girl. It's fascinating. I'm telling you, Mariah, <laughs> this book. Get me into all of it. But anyways, so I just want to point that out about cousin Vinny. <laughs> She didn't say nothing about the Oprah show in this book. <laughs> I was like, did I imagine that? I don't think I did. You were there, right? I was there. I saw it all. I was sitting in between two white women <laughs> who had no idea who, <laughs> that Mariah even had a new album coming out. And I was like, oh, y'all don't even know what's coming to this show today. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, so it was fun moments. It was fun moments. <laughs> <laughs> don't don't get me telling the story about what I had to do to get into the Oprah Studios because I did not have a ticket, honey. I oh, did God. not have a ticket. <laughs> but you know us lambs. We will not stop until we get what we want. So I got into that Oprah show. So moving right along to <laughs> West 131st Street. That is where the church is. On page 279. Yeah, that's the address. Wait, where's this address? It's like 71st. 73rd <clears throat> West 131st Street. Okay. So that's so when we look at this picture of Nana Reese in the photo section, mm, mm. that's that's it right there. Is it? Yeah. Because Mariah then talks about the little sign that's next to her and her pocketbook. And then when you really look at that photo, you say, Nana Reese, she is short. She sure is. She looks short. Do you think that's still the building though? I mean, that's what Mariah says. That could be the I South mean, the, Carolina the, church. I mean, okay, well, it could, no, because Mariah talks about the sign that she has this picture, which she thinks is from the 1950s. Oh, we should go look at that church. We should probably go look at the church. I mean, I I, I looked on the Google. The building is still there. I'm is sure it apartments it's, now? It's I th- think it's an apartment now. Must be. But yeah, it's like a brownstone. The church was in the basement. You know how like some of yeah, the yeah. some of those brownstones have like a lower level. Should we try and get into the basement? Girl, no, some, that's somebody's house. Girl, they would call the police. Do you think? I don't know. Well, I'm sure it's been like redone. I but here's the thing. Here's the gag of it all. It's like I wonder if those people realize that Mariah Carey's parents I know. were married in their home. We should go tell them. Girl, I don't <laughs> I don't know. You do you do the talking. <laughs> but yeah, because it's, it's just an archaeological real site now. It should exactly. be preserved. Like this hello, someone needs to put put that information there. Because wouldn't it be funny if it's just like a storage basement? And they're just it's there's just no like one in there, there, and there's just like rats running around, yeah, and being flooded or something. I know it needs to be no, no, no. It needs to be it needs to be a plaque preserved, yeah. saying what happened. Well, that's I think what Mariah's whole thing here, going to this location was, because then Cameron took pictures with her, and she was like preserving and like you mm. know getting that moment of uh, her family's history. But speaking of rats running around. Mm. <laughs> The the story of the parents' wedding. What is Patricia doing? 
Okay, well, isn't this a gag? That I want to know this. I want to know what's going on. Yeah. So apparently Patricia faints at the wedding. Yeah. The question is, was she pregnant? I, or did she see a rat run across the street? Or the, rat. Or the floor. <laughs> I know. Interesting. But like you it, said, I didn't imagine what their wedding would be like. No, I never, like, I didn't have any questions yeah. until, like, I read this. I was like, oh, and now I want to know more. I kind of like that as in the family church, though. Yeah, you know, because you, I just feels more communal and and like more intimate, and the polar opposite of Patricia's family, mm-hmm. where they kicked her out for being with the black man. Right, right, right. Whereas so the opposite's they, happening here. So obviously, Roy's family is much more accepting mm-hmm. of Patricia than the other way around. Mm. But Mariah does say. Um, on page 280, my father's mother, Addie, and Nana Reese were closest sisters, but far apart in temperament. When Nan- While Nana was, was sweet, Addie was strong-willed and set in her ways. She and my mother had issues, to say the least. I remember a time when my mother threw her out of our house. And because of their conflicts, my mother kept me away from this part of my father's family. Mm. So that's when most of the information of this whole portion of Mariah's family comes through mm-hmm, cousin Vin. Mm-hmm. Cause she wasn't there to experience it in right, real time. Because Patricia mm. was like, no, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like they were like, yes, Patricia be a part of the family. And Patricia's like, no, because yeah, they did not get along. Cause it seems like any interaction she had with Alfred's side was after the divorce. And when Mariah's at his house. Right, 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 right. Mm. Mm-hmm. You know, the other family thing that I want to touch on, which is also on page 280. Mm. Um, They talk about um, Roy is Addie's son. And then Nana Reese had a son. Mm -hmm. Uh, What did they say what his name was? Um, No one ever spoke of Nana Reese's son. But the story, according to Cousin Vinny, is that he died as a child from consumption. AKA tuberculosis. Oh, is that what that is? Because mm-hmm. I was sitting here like, what does that mean? Yeah, tuberculosis. Really? Yeah. Because, okay, so, because then she says, such a crude sounding diagnosis, isn't it? Consumption. Mm-hmm. Mama said he was disobedient, wouldn't put on his coat, so he died. Mm. I was like, girl, what is, all- do I have to Google this? <laughs> How did you get that? Just my other virus podcast I listen to. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> You got a podcast for everything nowadays. <laughs> I seriously, because when I hear consumption, I was like, oh, he died of like drugs or alcohol. No. But then when she's talking about him being a little boy, I was like, so he was young. I'm sure he ain't out drinking a 40. Right, right. You know what I mean? No, no, no. So I was like, I don't understand it. Yeah, this, that's why this line of him being cold, not wearing his coat. Oh. Got himself sick. Got it. Which is not the case. It's a bacterial bacterial infection in the right, lungs. Right, right, right. Um, oh, well, thank you. Remember Moulin Rouge? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Nicole Kidman coughing? She had tuberculosis. Said, and they called it consumption. It's tuberculosis. I love that movie and I watched it a million times. How did I never get that? <laughs> At the end, when she's coughs. Yes, she's I, like sick and dying. Yes, I know that. Yeah. But I didn't know they were calling it consumption in the movie. You're going to hear the word consumption Now next I'm going to hear it all the time. Because, mm-hmm. you know, my iPhone's listening. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> People are going to get an ad for consumption cures or something. Exactly, right? <laughs> Um, so, oh, well, thanks for clearing that up. Cause I was like, I need to know about this consumption si- situation going on. Well, here's the thing. So back in the day, there would, um, the cure to get better was to leave the city. 
Really? And go into the country so, with clean air. Oh, really? Yeah. So you could breathe better? Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah, and you could your body could fight it off. So, and obviously since then they've gotten uh, a vaccine, right? Yeah, there's med- that you can treat it. I remember when I was a kid, I would get tested for tuberculosis. And tuber- same, they still do it when you they go to other countries. Right? Yeah. Okay. I think there is a strain of antibiotic resistant tuberculosis. Interesting. Around places. Oh, very fascinating. All right. Yeah. All right. So, oh, well, that's sad then. Very common back in the day. Back in those days. I would imagine so, right? Yeah. So, um, so I love hearing all about the family, all of Nana Reese, all of Addie, the whole thing. Well, hang on. So uh-huh. let's just um, keep some tabs. So we have this young son who died, right. then Alfred's brothers. Right. One murdered the other one. one yeah, exactly. Uh-huh. So there's a lot going on there. Which means the other one must be in jail. Or something. Or somewhere. Or both dead. Or s- they're, they're not connected here to the... More, I don't know. Girl, I'm, com- I'm confused. A lot of family trauma. Exactly. That's what I'm trying to say. <laughs> exactly. But at least we have Cousin Vinny who is, who's um, helping Mariah reconnect. Yeah. Because um, I also remember a little before uh, Charm Bracelet came out, so like 1999, 2000 maybe, where Mariah was going down to Venezuela mm. um, looking into her family history. Mm-hmm. And she doesn't really talk about that journey or what she discovered there here in the book, but I know that she was at least trying to do that. Looking at the Nunez, yeah. Nunez uh, side. Well, that's probably when she then d- started reconnecting with this whole side of the family. Mm. So it had to be like late 90s. Mm-hmm. Early 2000s when she reconnected probably with Cousin Vinny. I feel like it's a rainbow era-ish. Yeah. And that would make sense. Yeah. Because then by the time like her next album comes out, there's family mm. influence mm-hmm. from the char- whole charm bracelet and everything like that. And and Alfred was still alive. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, for the rainbow era. Right. And so is Cousin Vinny kind of the last connection to Alfred's side? I, I mean, it seems like it. It does because I don't think or who would know these stories of Nana Reese and, yeah. and all that. I mean, she does have um those two cousins that we saw in the in the photo section. Oh yeah. Uh-huh. Cece and Chris. Yeah. So I guess she still has that. But I think I think um cousin Vinny was sort of like the, the main connection. Ex- matriarch if you will or spearheading yeah you know that person you know how the families always have like that one person who keeps everyone connected mm-hmm. usually mm-hmm. i think that's what um cousin Vinny had had become for mm-hmm. the family well that was an interesting detour on our joyride in the middle of the night i know right <laughs> we're just you know we're free spirited free riding and all of a sudden yeah uh, we're learning about mama fainton at the wedding <laughs> I know. like girl <laughs> But of course she would be doing the most. Um, well, do you think the fainting was a scandal? I I think it's just her overdramatics. But I don't know. People faint at weddings. I guess. Do we know if it was summertime? Maybe it was hot. And there's it no could, air conditioning. Oh, okay, okay. If that and was wearing a the big long dress. Then maybe. Yes. She's wearing, a, a, what they say, a blue satin, a blue shiny dress. Oh, yeah, blue dress. satin. Blue. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. Interesting. All right. Again, I, I bet Mariah doesn't have any photos 
of the wedding. Oh, you know what I mean.、Mm. She also talks about the room in her house here、mm-hmm. with all the photos and everything that we see. Do we that, see that room in the Vogue photo, the recent Vogue photo? We saw it in the Vogue photo. We also saw it in there's an In Style、mm. magazine. They did like a home magazine,、mm. and they they did really good pictures,、mm-hmm. and maybe one other magazine. But you can't see a lot of what's going on in the pictures.、Mm-hmm. But I did, you know, because I investigate those photos and I like zoom in to be like, oh, well, that's a new picture. I've never seen that one. Even after the book, I'm like, oh, I don't see that photo in the book.、Mm-hmm. So she has a lot of photos, but. I think because she said she didn't know anything about the wedding, and the only thing she like, if cousin Vinny has to tell you what your mom was wearing, then there probably are no photos,、mm. right?、Mm-hmm. Oh, totally. Yeah, and and earlier in the book, doesn't Mariah say like there are zero photos or zero evidence of her parents ever being together or like happily married or anything、yeah. like that? Yeah, yeah. So, I guess there's no photos, but. Well, do you think the insinuation of the fainting is that she was pregnant? And they had to get married. They didn't、oh. want to get married. Oh, see, I didn't think that, but that very well could be. <laughs> so who was that? Who was first? So Allison or Morgan? I think、oh, I forget. One of those two. One of the exes. <laughs> so either way, I think I think Morgan was first. Morgan's the Morgan is ten years older. Allison is nine years older. Okay, so okay, so if so, that was this is nineteen sixty.、Mm. Mariah's in seventy.、Mm-hmm. So this is nineteen sixty. Yeah, sixty、mm, mm. something years ago. Interesting. Yeah, but it was also illegal to get married. Yeah, you know what I mean. Maybe so, that's why I was in the basement in the family church. Oh, probably. Yeah, that makes sense too. But also, if you, if I would just think like if you are pregnant outside of wedlock because it, but it's all it's illegal. So why would you be married even if you weren't pregnant? Being pregnant out of wedlock, out of wedlock, that was illegal. No, what I mean, no, okay, I mean, I'm just saying if it wasn't illegal, but it was looked down upon. Yes, that's what I mean. Yes, yeah, that's why、so, they had to get married. Yeah, but it's illegal to get married. I don't know. That's why I'm saying, like, <laughs> it, even if she wasn't pregnant, why it would have been? It, it's illegal. I guess it's illegal either way. So you shouldn't be doing it. But you got to tell me who I'm going to marry. I know. But yeah, th- th- those were the days. Wild, girl. But we got cousin Vinny.、Mm-hmm. So all right. So now, hang on, hang on. Okay, I just want to revi- I want to visit something before we move on. Please, yes.、Um, page two eighty two. Uh huh. So Nana Nuri has her church in South Carolina, North Carolina. North, I think North yeah, Carolina. North Carolina. Nana、uh, Nana Reese and the church were a fixture in their town in so many ways. Every morning, the choir called the Voices of Deliverance would sing on the local radio. Da 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 da. One day, Nanarese was visited by some white men in uniform, police and the fire chief. Again, a police connection here. Uh huh. Cousin Vinny remembers their large. Oh, Vinny was there. Yeah. <laughs> cousin Vinny. <laughs> cousin Vinny. Cousin Vinny. Cousin. She's a lot of places. Honey, she got. That's why she got the stories. Yeah.、Um, cousin Vinny remembers their large, imposing bodies towering over her small, five foot frame. She's five feet tall. Hmm. Oh, who Vinny or Nana Reese? I think Nana Reese. 
immediately after this meeting, and without saying a word, she packed up the kids and left the brick church in the congregation. It served faithfully for so long, never to return again. Do you mm. think that's the clan? Probably. So here we go. The clan is back. Sounds like it. Menacing Roy's family, Alfred Roy's. Right. And in so the, over there in, in the Patricia's Jim Crow family South. Too. Yeah. I mean, whether they were wearing the, the garb or not, we know what they were. You know and what today, I mean? Today, still. I'm, honey. It's a blue You're, uniform these days. <laughs> allegedly. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> probably uh yeah so but that's what that's why the family moved because otherwise they would have been in down there the carolina that's and then they moved to new york and And then 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 mariah exactly and that's where roy would then meet patricia yeah because she's there for the opera where did they meet did we get that info? I not in the book, but I remember Mariah. I think she told this story jokingly, maybe that that Roy was driving around in his car, and Patricia was um, celebrity stalking some guy, and Roy happened to look like this celebrity, so she just ran into him on the street. Really, I guess I have to find that story somewhere, but Mariah told it. And she was like, yeah, they like met in like, I think uh, Brooklyn or something. In the streets. In the streets. Huh, look at that. Uh, honey. <laughs> <laughs> don't say it doesn't happen. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Uh, but she doesn't say how they meet in the book. So who knows? And could, Mariah could have just been like, you know, jokingly telling that story. I don't know. Yeah. But either way, okay, so Cousin Vinny, we have a more background of where the family was was originally from, yeah. the church, mm-hmm. the connection, all of that. And Mariah ends this chapter saying, if Rainbow was a bridge to safety, Charm Bracelet was a cocoon. In place of shelter, heal a place of shelter, healing, and growth that made it possible for me to bloom again. Mm. Which we're also going to talk about this episode, which basically is the emancipation mm-hmm. of of Mariah and that whole album and that whole thing. So she needed charm bracelet, yeah, and this whole reconnection with her family in order to get back to herself exactly yes for for the emancipation of it all well again look at how pre-tommy she was kind of connected to the family hanging out with alfred roy and nana reese's around and stuff tommy comes and derails it all right there's like a cutoff yeah also now morgan and allison are out of the picture because they're unreliable (laughs) so she's totally separated from the family now yeah so this was nice she needed this charm bracelet era to get back to her roots. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The original plan. I hear that. I hear that. I also will just say from like the Lamb point of view, there was a lot of fan connection with Mariah during the Charm Bracelet era. Oh, yeah, yeah. So I also think that helped as well. Oh, for sure. Like for that whole section of her life, like yes. her career thing. Like there was a lot of Mariah like meet and greets and mm. meeting fans and all kinds of stuff like that. So I think that helped her, mm-hmm. you know, bloom and blossom as well. But Charm Bracelet tour, my first time in New York City. Girl, all the moments. Yeah. Right? Uh-huh. Charm Bracelet was good. Good. <laughs> so good. Okay. So we have to we have to continue on. Um Latin Elvis is the next chapter. And it's a th- thin one. It is a thin one. Well, 
<laughs> it is what it is, honey. Uh, I didn't, didn't really think much about Lewis in the moment. They're all cute together. Oh, I thought they were. There was there's some pictures of them that mm-hmm. are very like. I just think they are too sexy together, like especially yeah. Mariah. Like she was gorgeous. Uh-huh. Like when they were hanging out, like Mariah was like, she was gorgeous. He, knew, he looked I good. Would, uh, he did look good. He did look good yeah. too. They were cute. Cute. They were cute. And we all know how the story goes. They met in Aspen, mm. blah, blah, blah. So a lot in here we already sort of knew or, and what isn't in here, we don't even need to know. But (laughs) I do like how she says how um, they went to that first dinner. Mm -hmm. It was sort of awkward. She wasn't even into him. Mm -hmm. Uh, And she she was like, Sean, help me out. You know, get me out of this date. Because he got drunk. (laughs) He got too drunk. Oh, right. And he has sloppy hair. Yeah. Girl, his hair was very sloppy all the time. Greased back. Just like, or it was just like wildly just blowing everywhere. That too. Yeah. Yeah. and then Mariah talking about having to like, you know, uh, what did Fixing. she say? <laughs> Fix the hair. And she had to do it with Tommy as well. I was like, ugh, did Tommy ever even have hair? But take note. Ugh. So it's called Latin Elvis. In South America, he was a mega, he's like Mariah, a mega star. Huge. Mega. Huge. If you've never seen any of his like DVDs from back in those days, huge arenas sold out for him. Oh, yeah. Like. Huge. Um, like I'm on levels I don't even know because. For me, that's Mariah. Like, that's Mariah. And she says in here, like, when they were in the U.S., like, it was like nobody really knew who he was. Yeah. It wasn't on, like, Mariah was, like, taking the other right. hand there. Yeah. And in those days, the um, whole Latin crossover thing hadn't happened yet. The Ricky Martin, J-Lo right, phenomenon. Right, right, right. So, he, and he ever popped off here. No, no. Well, I he I don't. I he already had his thing, so yeah. he would never need to like make that transition over. Mm-hmm. And there was always that rumor, or I guess it's not a rumor, that they were going to do the duet on the Rainbow album after tonight. Mm. And obviously, the whole Rainbow album. Thank God I found you. Blah blah blah. Luis Luis. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but I'm looking at, back at it. I was like, oh no, I don't want him Mm-mm. on that song, Mm-mm. and I don't need him on. I don't want song. any of the boyfriends on any I, of the songs. I don't want any boyfriend. Yeah. True. <laughs> True. Um, so I'm glad that it, it all worked out. But I guess I think looking back at just like the whole relationship of them, I didn't realize that it was like three years of a relationship because they met in 98, Christmas of 98. Yeah. It was their relationship was, you know, full on and steady by 99. Hang on. So when did the Jita debacle end? Well, it had to be by the summer of 98. The summer. So six months later. Or probably before the album. In the book, I think Mariah says that the relationship ended by the time the album was out. Butterfly? I think so. But I think they were still, I, me, yeah. <laughs> my theory is I think they were still seeing each other off and on. Which is why we've got Charm Bracelet songs. Right, well, we got some songs on Charm Bracelet. Okay, yes, okay. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> well, also the whole crybaby thing. And I think in this Latin chapter, she does like say crybaby because she says, okay, it's 5 a.m. Still can't sleep, took some medicine, but it's not working. Someone's mm. cleaning me and it's bittersweet because he's head over heels, but it ain't that deep. So she's saying Louise's Louis. head over heels, and she's over here... Thinking of Jeter. Thinking of Jeter. I think I knew that in the time. <clears throat> I know, I think I knew that too. I pieced that together. But I was just like, I think by the time the album came out, I knew for sure that they were dating her and Louise. Yeah. So I was like, 
oh, okay. So it's like all coming together for me. Uh-huh. Um, but um, now we know how little she is in her songs. She's straight up saying, hey, Louise, I'm still thinking about you. <laughs> I know. I was like, all right, girl. Girl, I'm telling you, that's why the lullaby is basically the roof part two. Yeah. I'll just never get over that. She also mentions it, the roof in that song. But anyways, because mm-hmm. um, here's what she doesn't talk about is is what the time frame of when her and Luis broke up. Because mm-hmm. I'm thinking... Oh, yeah, it wasn't... Oh, that wasn't like one of the <clears throat> things like pre all that glitters that kind of contributed it. That's what all the papers were writing about that yeah. um, that Mariah went crazy. She had a nervous breakdown because Luis dumped. Miguel dumped her. Yeah. And then she by the time she goes on Oprah in 2002, she's like, no, that had nothing to do with it. Uh-huh. Like... First of all, I dumped him. Why is it always got to be the man that does this? Blah, yeah. blah, blah. Yeah. So there's all of that time frame. Yes. I should. I guess I should have done my timeline research before I did this podcast because I want to know what the last photo of her and Luis together are. I think it's uh. in like 2000. Mm. I would say like late summer 2000, mm-hmm. if I guessed, but I don't know. 2000. Yeah, that sounds about right. Sounds about right. But then again, if you think about when you're two big major celebrities, yeah, how often are you really seeing each other? I think that's what I liked about this relationship is that um, it wasn't business. She didn't need him. He didn't need her. He's mm-hmm. busy doing his thing. Mm-hmm. She's a megastar already. Right. Nobody needs no one. So they're just hanging out together. And they all got their own thing going on. Yeah. You know, no one's trying to steal no shine from here. Nobody's trying to do this over here. And hey, babe, going on a tour. See you in six months. Exactly. Pop in if you want. Right. Peace. Because the Rainbow Tour was going on. Yeah. I don't know what Luis was doing tour wise, but yeah. I'm sure he was doing something. Mm-hmm. And then the other part of the whole thing is that he was basically, what does Mariah say? Um, He was exciting and extravagant. He was incredibly romantic and spontaneous. And then all the things that he does, like he buys her all this jewelry. Mm. He When she they go on the private jet and there's roses mm-hmm. and all of this and blah, blah, blah. So he's like definitely showering her with gifts, mm-hmm. which any girl would like, of course. Yeah, nice. Yeah, from Mariah. Well, because you know that one bracelet she has is from him. Which one? I I forget. Again, I should have Googled. But it, she still wears it today. Really? Because it's the one of the bracelets she wears on the glitter cover. Huh. And I allegedly- I'm sure we've seen it. I, we've seen it. We've all seen it. We've all seen it. It's very beautiful. I think it was loaned to Julia Roberts when she won her Oscar, hmm. whatever year that was. And then Louise had bought it for her. Mm. And gave it to her at the restaurant. That's good. Because they were always at the restaurant or the club together. Remember? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Seeing all the pictures. Or the yacht. Or the yacht. Or the yacht. Or the yacht. That's or in good the backseat of the limo. That's a good gift. The backseat of the limo. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, they were cute, girl. They were cute. <laughs> um, I was going to say about that Latin Elvis. Um, I forget. Extravagant. He's just over the top, all his mansions. Yeah. And just all of that. Oh, okay. This, I don't think she says it in this uh, chapter, but she does talk about the Moroccan room hmm. and how Nick, he, we're going to get to the part where Nick proposes. Wait, and, wait, wait. Didn't Luis get her a dog, a puppy? 
Oh my God, I think he did. I think his name, the, oh yes, I think he did. Yes, because uh, uh, she, she went on Rosie with the dog. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah Guam. Yeah, yeah, Guam, yeah. Guam, because <laughs> they went to Guam that one time and they went like skydiving. They went skydiving? Yes, you don't you ever saw the pictures, girl? She's jumping out of a plane? No, no, not skydiving, bungee jumping. What? Yes, that? yes, I don't like girl, any of yes, that. Girl. I don't like it either. That's Two feet on the ground confused. at all times. Yes, they went bungee jumping. Really? They were doing like fun things and oh, well, oh. shoving fun. Good. Girl, that's why I, I ain't mad at him. But she does say that that's why I like Luis. I was like, okay, they're cute, they're sexy. She's giving her all these diamonds, blah, blah, blah. They're just whatever. They're here, they're there. Yeah. Um, but she also says that there was a culture clash. Yes. Because that's not going to last. <laughs> no. Like if he doesn't even acknowledge her ethnicity, like right, right, right. The, okay, uh -huh. well that's okay. This is cute and fun. That, but also she doesn't speak Spanish, so there's a lot of Spanish action going on. Also that, also that, yeah, yeah, that she can't participate in. Right, um, right, right, right. Yeah. Well, I mean, again. And, oh, what about this though? Yeah. Um, I know that jewelry stores in Aston, but just to be cautious. He dated Daisy Fuentes and Selma Hayek. Didn't Daisy date Derek? I think so. I don't know. I don't follow him like that, but I think so. Wasn't he, she one of the exes? I think that's what ex-girlfriend is written about. Daisy I Fuentes. Think, I think. Was it about Daisy Fuentes and Jita or Daisy and Lewis? I think Lewis. Oh, I thought it was about Jita. I don't, I could be wrong, girl. We have to ask Mariah. Because <laughs> <laughs> Lambs also say it was Selma Hayek and in the Latin community, everyone knew that that song Ex-Girlfriend was about Selma Hayek. Really? That's what they, that girl. This is what I hear. I never heard that. <laughs> I always heard it was Daisy Fuentes, but I've, I've heard from others who are like much more into, and like they're fans of Luis Miguel. So like they follow his story. Wait, so... Summer was um, trying to hit up Luis while with Mariah. Allegedly, really something something along those lines. I like some of them. No, I like I like everybody. I mm. love everybody. <laughs> I wish them all well. <laughs> Funny, but anyways, uh, this turned out to be a short chapter that we're talking about for twenty minutes. Yes, <laughs> thank, thank goodness for that. <laughs> um, but she closes out this chapter by saying. Um, when they broke up, we were not helping each other heal. At his best, Luis was generous, spontaneous, and passionate. But at his worst, he was erratic and anxious and had a dark cloud hanging over his head. Hmm. So it was fun, but that's about all we got out of that. Yeah. It was fun and cute. Listen, we all need that relationship. Yeah, yeah, it was good. <clears throat> I am mad about it. Isn't he broke now? I don't follow him like that. I don't know. I thought he just got arrested <gasps> for taxes or something. Ouch. Well, wouldn't surprise me. Mm -hmm. Would not surprise me. Okay, so next, by the way, everyone, I hope you know this is a long episode, so I hope you're ready. <laughs> um, the Emancipation of Me. Now, this is when Mariah is getting back into her groove, if we will. Can we just note, in the streets, Charm Bracelet came out, didn't do a number one, didn't sell a bajillion albums like it did. Right. So the hater train was still rolling. Oh, 100%. Yes. Mm -hmm. Very good point. And she did this. She did her first like global world tour for Charm Bracelet as well, mm -hmm. which I also think is why she connected to so many fans. Yeah. And also <clears throat> there was, um, you know, because we have to defend these headlines here in the streets. There was the, all the um, Mariah's tour is downsized from the big one to <gasps> the intimate tour. That's correct. 
correct. Like that was happening. That was happening. So they're trying to make out like she can't sell tickets. Listen. But she was selling tickets. She sold a lot of tickets. She sold at least seven to me. Yeah. Because <laughs> I was traveling the USA, girl. <laughs> like I was traveling then on the tour. And this is, but I think that was a good thing. Yes. You know, whatever the level of truth about what she could sell ticket-wise and what she couldn't. Yeah. I think it was a good thing how it ended up because that gave her a more intimate connection with her fans. Mm. And I think that's what she needed during the whole Charm Bracelet era. Mm-hmm. So playing those smaller theaters, one, for me as a fan, I'm like, oh my God, Mariah's like literally right in front of me. Mm-hmm. As opposed to like when I first saw her on the Rainbow Tour, I'm way back there. Mariah's way over there. It's like, I don't yeah. even know what's going on. Right. But of course, I'm like totally excited. So I thought it was a good thing on, yeah, from yeah. my point of view. And I, I also th- think Mariah as well. Yeah. Just to know that people, she still does have fans. Right. But the negativity was <clears throat> following head, the headlines. Yes, because that's all they—that's all they wrote about. They, right. Oh, th- th- yes. It literally took up until the emancipation of Mimi until yeah. she started getting good headlines about her. Yes. But we as fans know what was really happening. Mm-hmm. It was good. Yeah. Like we were having a blast. Okay, but I also was not expecting the emancipation of Mimi. Okay, me neither. Because that—that was a big moment. I never was expecting Didn't. for it to be like, I don't even think Mariah thought it was going to be this big. I know. I know that she knows there were some magical songs on there and it was like a great process. Yeah. But I mean, after what you just went through for four years in the general public, mm-hmm. you just don't expect this to happen. Mm-hmm. This is like, it's just fate. Yeah. It's just meant to be. Yeah, like that talk of Mariah's done was the beginning of the glitter era to the end of the charm bracelet era. Yeah. Oh, it lasted years. Yeah. Years. Years. Girl, please. But at least like, because we're old now. (laughs) So the generation that Uh like the, we remember those things, but there's like the whole new generation only remembers Mariah from Emancipation. Um, they don't know what we went through. They don't know what we went through. And I'm sort of happy for them. <laughs> yeah. Because I know that they're never going to talk poorly about anything pre-meet-me. Yeah. <laughs> and, and you know, the, eman- the people who became big fans of Mariah during Emancipation, they are, they're, they're old enough to, like, really appreciate her now mm-hmm. in, a, like, a different way. It's just, I don't know. So, I mean, we're, we're glad she gained all these new fans. But in the moment, I will say, after Mariah became huge again, after we belonged together. Yeah. Girl, I was mad. I was like, I was like, where have you been for the past four uh-huh, years? Uh-huh. Where have you been for the past yeah. four years? I'm sorry. What is your favorite song? I'm sorry. Your favorite song is We Belong Together. No, I didn't ask your favorite song. Now I'm asking her whole career. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I was given everyone the 411. Yeah. And if you weren't if you didn't know anything pre pre Mimi, <laughs> I was not talking to you. <laughs> I was still mad. <laughs> yeah. But anyways, she did gain a whole new generation. She with did. this album. Well they well they actually backed her with yes. this. Because I so again mm-hmm. so coming back to New York, I'm on vacation by myself for like a couple of weeks for the release of the Mimi album. I might've timed it. (laughs) Maybe allegedly, who knows? (laughs) But I remember I was actually on the way to Peru. So I was here for like a few days. Wasn't expecting to walk into Times Square and see a ginormous billboard. Uh, No. Ginormous. 
Huge. Oh, she was all over. She, well, she performed yeah. that day. Yeah. Uh, the album release in Times Square. Yes. Yes. Girl. Huge everyone. Backing. It was like, yeah. I swear. Well, I, it's like that was the first single. And even when I heard it, I was like, okay, this is real cute. Like, uh-huh. this is a whole new Mariah. Yeah. But by the time the album dropped, which is also the time We Belong Together dropped, like uh-huh. they were so almost simultaneous. Yes. Everyone was full on Mariah mm-hmm. hardcore fan. Mm-hmm. Like everyone. I remember. And I loved it. Yeah. <laughs> I loved it, but I also hated it sort of secretly because I was like, where have you been? Yeah. So, yeah. I wasn't expecting much because I, I had time off from college, a couple of weeks off. So I thought, let me um, go visit the fam. I'll swing through New York because it's just one of the routes to take. Of course. Let me grab my Emancipation of CD from the Virgin Megastore, mm-hmm. my Emancipation CD. Um, and that'll be it. You didn't know you were going to walk into I didn't know what I was walking into. <laughs> the big billboard, the um, Jeeps driving around with oh, emancipation yeah. all over it. Then I'm in Peru and I see the Good Morning America performance. I was like, I have to get back to New York. <laughs> what is going <laughs> oh on? God. This is bigger than expected. Right? Mm-hmm. Huge. It was blowing up. I mean, oh gosh, it's hard to even remember those days, but I... They were good days. Really good. Like Mariah was really on her game. Also, so she's still with Island Def Jam yes. Universal. Yeah. But who is new to the team is L.A. Reed. Uh-huh. And he is the one, first of all, he's a music man. He's done all the things. Mm-hmm. We're familiar with him. And he's fully supporting Mariah. He's giving her the marketing. Mm-hmm. She was also managed by um, Benny Medina. Mm-hmm. Uh, her stylist was amazing. Mm-hmm. Her publisher, I think Cindy Berger was with her at this point. Yeah. You know, and she's been and problematic at other points. But so she, her whole game, her whole team, all the support system from the label was there. Yes. But we've also done... We've got our, we've got the backing, but we've done a full pivot from Sony Music, Let Me Sing Hero and Ballads and Be the White Lady. We've done our full pivot into R&B, hip-hop. Yeah. I want to make this style of music. And she had the people and the backing yes. to do it. Yeah. And, then, uh, and it came through. Magical. Yeah. Magical moments. Uh-huh. That, I mean, gosh, because that whole Mimi era yeah. from beginning to end probably lasted like two and a half, three years. Oh, yeah. Three Kept years going. of Mariah at the top, honey. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Girl, she was everywhere. Yeah. The videos were all great. Uh-huh. Oh, my God. The re-releases, the remixes. Number ones galore. Oh, yeah. Oh. <laughs> girl, I'm come. Girl, we haven't even gotten into the chapter yet. <laughs> we'll tell you what happened. We'll tell you. <laughs> you y'all, you know, the chapter starts on page 286. Read. <laughs> we'll catch up with you. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so really quickly, we all really know what happened with the Emancipation of Mimi. But in the chapter, because now we really do have to make this one short because we got the father and the son coming up next. Mm. Um, She's working now also with Jermaine Dupri on the hit songs because L.A. Reid sent her back Mm -hmm. uh, to work with him after they had done like Get Your Number or something. And that's when they came up with We Belong Together, which was Magical Moments. But also she talks about Fly Like a Bird. Mm. And working on um, uh, uh, 
uh, with her pastor mm -hmm. on the whole thing mm -hmm. and working with Big Jim Wright mm -hmm. and all of that. Mm -hmm. So how all of that came together and how she was basically introduced to this whole new crew of creative people. Right. Even her uh, audio guy, her engineer. Oh, yeah, yeah. That she like, it's a whole new thing. Right. Like she's expanding into this whole new world. Yeah. So that also contributed to the success as well because, you know, that's genius is genius. And Fly Like a Bird is a, her kind of first big gospel song? Well, I mean, to the Ish. general public. But like, if you think about, like, I think like, you know, outside and I think My Saving Grace. Okay, My Saving Grace, yeah. So but, I think those are like gospel-y as well. I feel like this is the... Big but choir moment a, with the pastor. Like big, like, we're yes, in church. This is definitely this is definitely the church. But this isn't Mariah trying to be gospel or trying to be black. These are, that's literally her roots, right? They come from her family. Because comes from again, the church. she has already reconnected to the roots, mm -hmm. and now she's having this moment. And how she just like almost like hero. She was saying how she's like, oh wait, wait, wait! I have this idea. Like, mm -hmm. let's write this song right now. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah! Like that's amazing. I didn't yes. know that. Yes. So that was a good little tidbit there, and that's what I love to hear. That was a good. And just the whole making of that song, and then how. During this whole time and the process of making this album, how she reconnected with her faith. Mm -hmm. And she started going to church mm -hmm. and uh, she had her pastor. Another thing I didn't realize that her pastor had married her and Nick. I think that comes later in the chapter, but <laughs> just sorry. <laughs> no spoilers, but. Um, <laughs> Uh, so that was interesting. And just the connection that she sort of has with her spirituality yeah. during this time comes more forefront. Yeah. And it seems like there was, uh, I don't want to say there's more thought into this album. There is a sense of her doing what she wants in this album. And right. everyone's just agreeing with her and making it happen and making it work. That's yeah. kind of the emancipation. She's doing what she wants, finally. Mm -hmm. Without. Because, don't forget, um, Glitter happened as a disaster, business-wise. Um, followed by, well, can she, can she still make music? Charm Bracelet was like the Testing the Waters album. Mm -hmm. Here it is. Here's the big Mariah Carey can make music. Yes. For, for By herself. Yes. For like, she can put all of this creativity and she can do more than one thing. And conceive an album mm -hmm. outside of Tommy and Sony. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Exactly. So, I mean, it's all, it's really all perfect timing and everything aligning mm -hmm. at sort of the same time to make all of this happen. Because even Butterfly, there was meddling with Sony. True. I think it was, she wasn't completely what, free. Um, ooh, I don't think I highlighted this, but I do remember she said something about when she's making the emancipation of Mimi, how she didn't have to, she didn't have to deal with, you know, uh, the corporate corporate record deals or the mm. people at the label because uh, these are her people. Right, right, right. But yeah. they were giving her like free reign yeah. and she didn't have to deliver a schmaltzy ballad right. in order to please the record label. Mm -hmm. And if you think, even though I love all of 
butterfly and I can't talk anything horrible about it. If you think about that album, mm. whenever you call mm -hmm. is that schmaltzy ballad yes. to please the label. Yes, yes, yes. M the Emancipation of Mimi doesn't have that on it. Yeah, the schmaltz. Right, exactly. And I love whenever you call, that's my song. It'll make yeah, me cry, yeah, yeah. so don't yeah, even. Yeah. I'm just saying. I want to say, you know, Butterfly and Emancipation are the shining stars <clears throat> in the catalog. They're, they're cousins. Oh, definitely. I mean, I have some other personal favorites, but those are like top two. Because here's the thing. I, I also say like there are songs that I do skip on The Emancipation of Mimi. Like but there what? are no songs that I skip on Butterfly. Really? Yeah. What to the floor. Skip? Sorry, allegedly. <laughs> <laughs> um, I understand. I don't know. Do I skip it? And until the remixes came out, say something as well. No, what Allegedly. Skip, no, I don't skip Say Something. I don't Do you anymore. Say Something was almost the first single? Girl, remember when... Okay. Because, <laughs> forget this whole chapter. We're just going to relive our moments. <laughs> this, uh, this is about us now. Thank you. I remember, because again, this is when the music industry is changing and yeah. things are, people are, things leaking. are leaking. Yes. And... Um, well, but now I wonder if that was strategic so they could get feedback. I think it was completely strategic. And this is when... Okay, so what the first two things that leaked in low quality were to mm. the floor and say something. Mm. And I remember allegedly downloading them illegally. Mm -hmm. There's no other option. <laughs> There's no other option. <laughs> so this had to be, and I think th this had to be in like maybe early fall of 2004. So think of that time frame. Okay. And so it's like six months before the album comes out. Now, the fan reception to those two songs. Just so for the people around the world, end of year 2004. Yes, correct. Yeah. The the general reaction mm. from those two songs were mixed, mm. to say the best. Mm -hmm. So I think that is when L.A. Reid told Mariah to go back with Jermaine Dupree mm. because see what else you can come up with. Mm -hmm. Allegedly, that in my mind. Mm. That and makes sense. Whatever happened, it worked. Because I think I was underwhelmed with those. Oh, I certainly was. In the moment. But... Come January mm. of 2005, it's mm -hmm. like that is out. Mm -hmm. And everyone's like, whoa. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it goes to show what three months can do. Mm -hmm. But do you remember thinking um, when it's like that came out, it didn't go to number one? And right. I was thinking, uh-oh. Okay, yes, I did think that. But I also remember everyone loving the song. Yeah, it was a bop. And it was top 20. <clears throat> and the video was amazing. And the, oh my God, the video was stunning. Gorgeous. And we knew there was a part two to the video. There's yeah. another song coming real quick. Girl, I did not, I did not know what was coming after. It's like that. I know, I know. Now, somebody, myself allegedly, may have also downloaded an illegal copy of We Belong Together way before it came out and listened to it every day for five, six hours straight. Uh, and I'm talking bootleg copy. Where'd you get that from? I didn't get that. Oh, I had a copy. Girl, I had it in my CD Walkman. <laughs> Girl, there was the only song on the CD. <laughs> I just kept listening to it, listening to it, listening to it. Oh, yes. So by the time she like releases it to the radio, I think, and then performs it in Times Square. The first... I already knew it. Uh, I knew every word, honey. Yeah, the first inkling I ever had of it was on Good Morning America. Oh, see, the then, live that's, performance. then that's probably... Then I had it before that. Yeah. Because <laughs> I remember I went... I also went... Because I went to New Orleans to visit a friend in March 
of 2005. Okay, so two months And the months album before-ish. comes out, the, no, the album comes out like mid-April. By the time I went to, yeah, I think it came out like April 12th or 14th. Was that it? Or something oh, like May? that. Was it in May? Because they pushed it back. Remember they also pushed it back? From its original like release date. I feel like that was normal for Mariah. <laughs> it was no, like, just like, yeah, what else? But I think they pushed it back for whatever reason, um, just a couple of weeks. So it had probably had more to do with like whatever marketing and promotion and lining mm. up, you know, things. But by the time I went to New Orleans, I had the entire Emancipation of Mimi downloaded. Really? Oh, yes, girl. Allegedly, please don't send the police my way. This was 15, <laughs> 16, 17 years ago. <laughs> There's no evidence. (laughs) So I already knew it. And that is why I booked a flight from Chicago to New York for Good Morning America. Because I was like, this woman is, she is on it. Uh And I cannot miss it. Yeah. So that's that's what happened. I do remember seeing the crowd sing along. I'm thinking, how did, what? Mm -hmm. What's going on here? Now I don't. Now wanna, I, I don't want to throw them under the bus. <laughs> they probably had an illegal copy. Too. Yeah. Now we know. <laughs> but like I always say, I always buy Mariah's music, and I bought probably ten copies of that album. Oh yes, of course. Uh huh. So, anyways, so that was the meaning of the Emancipation of Me chapter. Moving right along. Well, no, hang on. So, yes, I'm kidding. The album is a big, huge smash hit. Now we're going on tour. The big arenas are selling again. Yes, selling exactly, out. Exactly. Adding and, dates, even. Oh yes. Dude, like add, she was supposed to come to Australia. Oh really? Oh, but word on the street, people going crazy about Mariah coming to Australia again. And it was going to be big. She can't. She it. hadn't been there since Butterfly. No. Yes. Exactly. Uh huh. Um, but then she canceled because she's doing so well in America. She's adding dates over here. Oh, is that right? And I was so mad. Yeah. And then, you know, what she, What else she did during that time as well, during like the tour time, I think, is she'd filmed Tem- Tennessee. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So she was booked, honey. She was still, yeah, yeah. She was booked, booked and busy. Tennessee. Which is also, we'll, we'll talk about in another episode, is uh, the whole, how she connected with Lee Daniels. Yes. But anyways, so that's all happening in like 2006, 2007. Mm. And that is also what she talks about in terms of the Emancipation of Mimi tour in this chapter is um, a one certain dancer of hers. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Now, that's what I was getting to. Yes. <laughs> yes, we can't we can't leave the chapter without that because this is, I think, the only time she talks about him. Yeah. Other than like at the very, very end. But she talks about how they met. Yeah, so Brian Tanaka was a dancer on the Emancipation of Mimi tour. And you can see him on the DVD. Yeah. That's also really good. Very, very good. So he's he's the main dancer. I think, what are they singing as she's on the side? Like, Honey? And he's like right next to her. Is that it? Or I think it's Honey. Or it's like that. I think, I forget. I can't remember. I haven't watched it in a minute. You'll see him. You go, oh, there he is. He's there. He's like right there. He's like her main guy. Yeah. In that little flirtation moment on the stairs. Is there a staircase? A staircase, yes. Yes, yes, yes. And then also like when like they're they're like leaning her back in the opening number. Yeah. Brian Tanaka's right there. Mm. And Rachel's over there and Mm -hmm. everything. I think they only had like a couple dancers on that tour. Mm. Like maybe like six maybe. Mm -hmm. Um, But so I remember seeing them. And thinking, oh my God, who is this cute boy? And apparently so did Mariah. (laughs) Because they were getting to know each other behind the scenes. Right. So, and she talks about that a little bit in this, in these chapters. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. 
on page 290, she talks about she wanted to go hang out with the dancers. And really, if you look at the Emancipation of Mimi behind-the-scenes making-of tour DVD, mm-hmm. you see when she visits the dancers in the tour bus. Do you remember the tour bus? Oh, girl, I remember. Oh, Access Hollywood did a whole special on it. Yeah, the bus? <laughs> uh, yes, on the bus! <laughs> with the guy who got fired because of that, that uh, president guy what? from Access Hollywood. Remember that guy? Oh, um, what's his name? What's Billy his name? Billy, Bush. Yeah. Billy Bush. Billy Bush. Billy Bush. Him in the buses. Got, <laughs> girl, he's in the buses. And because Mariah had the big tour bus. This was also around the time where tour buses were a big thing. They were like making a comeback because yeah. Oprah also had her. The Wildest a, Dream Bus. Yes, Wildest Dream Bus was going around <laughs> the country too. <laughs> so they were living their best tour life. Bring back the buses now in Corona World. I know, right? Mm-hmm. Well, that's Mariah takes the bus over to Aspen now. She did. <laughs> Anyways, so Mariah is playing footsie with Tanaka under the table, basically. Yeah. Uh-huh. Which I love and enjoy because... We don't need a Me Too situation at work. Well, no, we don't, but... <laughs> <laughs> but he's cute, so like, whatever. Yeah, we're just going to touch feet. <laughs> exactly. And I think... Okay, this is the other thing. I think somewhere in this chapter... She Hang on, also, was she dating anybody? That's what I was going to say. She says that she was seeing somebody, but it wasn't, like, serious. Oh, is this... Should we just say his name? Just say his name. Because he's at the Grammys. Exactly. Like, I think we all know. Mark Sudak. Yeah. Which she does not mention in this book. No. Probably because it was just, like... That's the thing, a moment. It was just keeping her occupied. Yeah. And he did clean up really well. Now, was the Grammys was after the tour, right? Um, yes. yes, it was a, like one of the final things from Emancipation. No, wasn't it? No, 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 no. Because the album came out in 2005 by the summer of 2005. So the Grammy is of 2006. Mm. That mm. ceremony, which was in February, mm. is when she performed. And then she went on tour in oh, 2006. Yes. Okay, yes. Yes. Girl, there was so much going on there in the, the during Grammys. the meeting. She didn't talk about the Grammys. She did not talk about the. She did she say talk about she, winning. It was him. like one sentence. It was literally one sentence. Okay, but as I've been vocal about, her not winning the album of the year is unacceptable. Unacceptable to you too. Uh, unacceptable. Unacceptable. I will never accept that. Yeah. No. Absolutely not. I wish she would spoke about that a little the bit. The whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. The only thing she really says is that they did the same thing to Usher the year before because he mm. had that big hit mm-hmm. and all his awards were like the R and B R and B and they weren't televised yeah. either. Uh-huh. So like we see what's going on here. Yeah. So she made her point, but I I I want I want Mariah to be angry about it. Like I am. <laughs> I want her to say I would never get over it. When she did that Barbara Walters interview about the Grammys, she was still like, I'm very grateful. And it's like, yes, of course. Like, you love that you won these categories and mm. the R&B categories. That's amazing and great. Mm-hmm. I'm grateful. The Grammys have been robbing you for years. Mm-hmm. But I want to see Mariah angry at the Grammys. <laughs> because it was so successful, this album, it needed, statistically, if you just look at the numbers, it was album of the year. Right. I mean, the, the, girl... Preaching to the choir here. No, to mention it was amazing. They did it to her in '96. Here they are, ten years later, doing it to her again. Mm -hmm. So there's there's no excuse or reason for it. Mm -mm. So I don't appreciate it. No. Um, Okay. So uh, is that what happens? She meets Tanaka. The the two things I want to talk about Tanaka. Yes. Because I'm always trying to like go in on every word that Mariah is writing here. Okay. 
she talks about Tanaka saying, I was going to stay on this bus for a while. It was a joy ride for sure. Mm. Something in, you know, joy ride is like a love song Mm -hmm. from the emancipation of Mimi. Mm -hmm. But then she talks about on 291, she says, um, we were already start. We, we had already started shooting flirty glances at each other in the bus about 20 miles back. We sat across from each other in a booth like eighth graders. Mm. Now that brings me to caution mm-hmm. with the song Eighth Grade. And I'm thinking, okay, well, maybe that song could be about Brian. It could be. But I also think the distance is about Brian too. I think most of the albums are. I Brian. think a lot of it is. Yeah. And you know, I'm I am not mad at Brian. No one's mad at Brian. No one is mad at Brian. I mean, I am mad about the Mariah World uh, version of Brian. Okay, that was questionable. But <laughs> moving right along. I think he's redeemed himself. He's redeemed himself. (laughs) Thank goodness. Thank goodness. Yeah, the lies they told in that series. Yeah, it was a lot. But, okay, so we have to move on. We have to. This should be a two-parter, but... um, Uh, Wait, do we need to take a break? Come back next week? Maybe we should. But we have to finish this last paragraph. Okay. Okay. All right. So, um, she talks overall about the whole situation of the comeback for the emancipation of Mimi. Mm -hmm. She basically has the validation. She has the love and support, not only from the fans, but also from, you know, the executives and everything like that. So she's feeling really, really good uh, about all of that. And she says, after Glitter, many people wrote me off. But as Jimmy Jam said, don't ever write Mariah Carey off. And I'd say, don't ever write anyone off. Mm -hmm. You don't ever know where strength will come from. I always go to my main source for strength, faith in God, but also love for my fans and all the people who didn't give up on their faith in me. Mm. And and she goes on this whole last part uh, is great. And then she starts talking about uh, the media. Mm. She talks about the media and she says on 291, I still feel like parts of the media are patiently waiting for me to have another spectacular meltdown. But the difference is, in today's world, they don't matter. Mm-hmm. Because they don't. It's a whole different world. Yeah, and I think what's been established, so she says on ninety two ninety two, the tabloids have become the pathetic, rubbish, wrapping paper I've always known them to be. From her experience, they're saying one thing, she's done, she's finished, she doesn't sell like she used to sell. And in reality, the complete opposite is happening in mm-hmm. this era. So don't listen to them. No. Mm -hmm. I also love that she mentions Princess Diana as well. I know. I like that too. I know. It's so cute. Because that was a whole thing, the whole Princess Diana thing. And that happened in 97 and years earlier. But I mean. But that was paparazzi related. It's a situation. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, she says to finish it all out. I'm so grateful to my fans. I'm alive to tell mine because Princess Diana isn't mm-hmm. alive to live in this world where she can control be in the control. narrative. Yeah, control yeah. the narrative. Yeah. All right. Do we have to? <laughs> we have to end here. I think we so. have to because we've gone way over because we got too many lamb stories. <laughs> I the meaning of the lamely. Didn't we cover? The, we covered emancipation thoroughly, right? Yes, we did. We did. We did. But <laughs> we, we gave you bonus. <laughs> but we were going to save Father and the Sunset and the remainder of the book for um, the next episode. Next week, the final yes. episode of this of, series. Of, of, yes, absolutely. So. 
just to recap, we're in a new space. In a good space. We're in a new label. We're reconnected to our family mm-hmm. lineage. Yes. And reconnected to the fans. And she yeah. knows that we're still there for her. Yeah. So this whole section of the early 2000s is mm-hmm. game changing. Also, we have a therapist. Oh, yes. Yeah, she did mention that. Yeah. Yeah. Morgan and Allison are in their place now. Mm-hmm. Things are okay. Things are looking good. Mariah's Where's Patricia? Living. Not mentioning Patricia. Um, She's just on the back burner now, right? I don't think we've seen Patricia since the Oprah moment in 99 at uh-huh. this point in the timeline. Okay, now was the Oprah moment pre or post the um, drunk debacle at the Congress? <gasps> it was post. Because the Rainbow oh. album hadn't come out yet. Really? Yeah. Interesting. Well, you know, here's Mariah always giving second chances, third chances, fourth chances. Mm. Now, to, to someone like your mother, you can give a million chances to. But oh. your ex-brother and sister, they mm. don't get that many chances. I wonder if the Oprah producers said to <clears throat> Mariah, can we get your mother on? Probably. I mean, it's it's good. And, yeah. and I would, even if Mariah was mad at her mother or didn't want her mother to be a part of that, mm. it made total sense mm. for that topic to be discussed. Yeah. You know, like Mariah says, you know, rainbows like this, you know, it's for the new millennium and all Mm -hmm. these, you know, blending together and everybody, you know, living harmoniously as one, blah, blah, blah. Mm. But also just to tell more of her story as opposed to just, you know, because she was always under Tommy's wife, Tommy's wife Uh and what he wanted. Yeah. So she never was. I mean, when she did her first cover of Ebony magazine, that was a problem. Uh You know what I mean? But now she can say whatever she wants. Yeah. Tommy does. Tommy can't say nothing. Right. You know, so it was it was good for that moment. But that yeah, that was after the drunk debacle. Hmm. I'm just saying. Well, I feel like by this point, everyone is where they should be. Mariah's where she should be. She got her friends. Mm hmm. Things are going well. The label is listening to her. She's getting what she wants professionally. Mm-hmm. She's under control. Yeah. It's she good. has things under control. These are good days. Good days, girl. Good days. All right. So we're going to wrap it up. Sorry for like going over time, but that's what happens. Uh-huh. <laughs> so thanks for tuning in and we will be back next, next time. Week. Next week. Bye. Bye.